Welcome everyone to this week's podcast uh, here at Sailorville. Uh, I'm John Nemers and I am here with my friend, what's your name? Uh, my name's Jake Smuck. I'm friends with John. Jacob Smuck. Jacob, you are good. You know, we were actually supposed to do this podcast uh, a while ago, weren't we? Uh, a little while ago, yeah. <laughs> Jacob is someone who I, well, you tell me, how, how did we meet or where do we know each other from and how do we meet? Uh, well, we went to high school together. He was in the grade above me. I don't think I ever talked to you in high school, to be honest. I mean, between you and me, I always were thought you were Were you too kinda, cool for me, or was I too cool for you? I thought you were too cool for me. But I was like, <laughs> you kind of rode with that, you know, that crowd, and I was like, I don't know about John Nimmers, so I just kind of did my own thing. But yeah, we just uh, randomly kind of linked up a couple years ago, and the rest is history. Well, yeah, so we knew each other in high school, um, and you went to Sadell, I went to Sadell, uh, and then... What was it? It was probably about two years ago. I'd say summer of nineteen, I want to say something like that. Um, that you, uh, we were working out at the same gym, right? At Aspen and Ankeny. Shout out to them. Yep, yep. Shout out to them. Great, great facility. Real cheap. Uh, great equipment. Um, and then we saw each other. We started talking, hanging out. Not really hanging out yet. We were just talking at the gym. And then, and then where did we see each other? We brought it more towards a. Uh, uh, a religious um well my um my buddy from fedex his name's jake foreman um he invited me to a steak and corn feed yeah. at uh lakeside lakeside, lakeside yeah, church yeah. plant yep and uh you were the guest speaker there and i was like hey i know that guy that was randomly you know we met up at the gym like a month before and at, at that time i thought i didn't know like i i had met you and we had talked to the gym and you were such a nice kid in high school that i just figured so i got like monster all over my face um I just figured you could be a Christian, so I didn't know. Like, and so I was just, you know, we just have normal conversations. And so when you actually showed up to their steak and corn feed, mm -hmm. I thought, oh, look at this—he must be a Christian. Uh, and so, uh, and so that's kind of our introduction. And so I actually saw you, introduced myself again to you, then, and then heard you preach, and then I kind of made a beeline to you, and we talked then. And what were your thoughts going through your head then, when you were there, at least? That's the steak and corn feed. Yeah. Well, I was just hearing your testimony, and um, yeah, we kind of talked afterwards. And you're like, "Hey, let me get your your number, and we can like link up and do coffee." Because at the time, you were doing like that that questionnaire yeah. with uh, some people from high school, and um, probably not months, not a month afterwards, we got coffee and made that like a weekly thing for yeah. like six months. Yeah. So, so the reason why I wanted to bring Jacob on here with us, usually in these podcasts, I mean. Sometimes the podcasts are always just different. We talk about random stuff. A lot of times it's about the sermon series or the sermon that we just got done preaching. But Jacob and I were actually supposed to do a podcast together during COVID when we were uh, um, uh, all staying home and whatnot. And this was when Jacob at the time was still, well, I'll have you explain what you, what you think you were, how you would categorize yourself. But I would categorize him as some sort of agnostic slash atheistic tendencies towards that's a, yeah. a little harsh a little i would harsh. say like spiritual not not religious so a little background on me um i grew up you know in a christian family um i my parents and my mom's parents they were all catholic so i went through the whole kind of this program they had there um and i was just disinterested growing up you know i just was a kid doing it because my mom told me to do it and i was like this is just the way life is and then when I got confirmed in eighth grade, that's like after that is when I kind of just started to really just not really care, I mm -hmm. guess. Like I still believed in like a higher power for yeah. lack of better terms. 
um, this idea of an afterlife and there's value in like religion. But at the time, I was like, I'm in high school. I just want to care about, you know, sports and, you know, getting girlfriends. And, you know, when I got into college, it was like, I'm just going to party and do all that stuff. Um, it wasn't until, well, I guess, the last year, year and a half that I began to take it seriously. Um, well, that's, I mean, the whole idea, I feel like this is what, how you viewed God is overwhelmingly how most I can't say for sure if it's Gen Zers. I would assume it's probably pretty uh, similar for them, but for sure millennials, people mm -hmm. who are in our generation, their view of God, they're not opposed to God, right? I mean, it's not like England where there's really this false narrative, I, I believe, that um, that America is becoming secularized in the sense that we are becoming materialistic or naturalistic or we're becoming atheistic. Mm -hmm. I don't see that as the case. America is still extremely religious. They still, most most kids our age mm -hmm. are young adults. They definitely believe there is some sort of God, some sort of higher power in that sense. And you would describe yourself in that category as well. So would you say that you were an agnostic? Is that kind of how you would you can't know for sure, or how would you? Yeah, I kind of had this idea growing up is like, I mean, who am I to say I know what's the truth? Like, who has the audacity to actually you know, claim they know the truth? I mean, there's probably a trillion different reasons and explanations we can come up with. So that's kind of where I was sitting. Um, and then, you know, we, we got to know each other. We started to, you know, um, I started to anyways learn about Christianity more. Even though I grew up in it my whole life, I didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. And then... Um, you know, my own experiences kind of led me to like accept that this, you know, there's something to this. You know, I can't write this off as a bunch of like witchcraft or, you know, <laughs> supernatural nonsense. Like this is like some real stuff. So when I asked you, because I, I just, I saw you at Satan Cornfeed and you'd kind of told me you had some sort of Catholic background and you had told me that, you know, you, you didn't, you weren't really sure about Christianity. So then I kind of knew, okay, he's not, he's not a Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I asked you if you wanted to go have coffee together. What were your thoughts then? Were you kind of like, ah, oh, great. Or were you kind of like, you know what? This will be interesting. I, I enjoy these conversations. Uh, I was kind of indifferent, actually. At yeah. the time, I was kind of living in, you know, uh, or working a mediocre job. I was just kind of like living a stale life at the time. Wasn't really hanging out with a bunch of people. And I was like, you know, there's a John from high school. He seems like a nice guy. I'll take him up on his offer, you know, give him the time of day. And, um, you know, just have these, I thought the conversations were interesting to say yeah. the least, but I didn't really take it seriously Yeah. for like the whole six months that we talked. <laughs> yeah, we can get into that in a second. But no, we, uh, I've always, I've always sensed this and this isn't true about everyone, but I've sensed it's a, it's a general truism that if you can really sit down with somebody in a one-on-one -on -one type of a conversation like this, that more often than not, they are actually... Well, people are interested uh, in telling you what they think about a certain topic, mm -hmm. especially about something eternal like the existence of God or whatnot. You know, you got politics and, and uh, uh, you know, religion that are kind of hot topic issues. And I always said, I even think I said this to you, um, that I, the existence of God, obviously coming from a Christian perspective, is... Uh, is the most important question you could you could answer or have an answer to, mm -hmm. but I honestly think it's it's the most interesting and the most fun conversation you can have as well. I think I said that to you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Because it's true, right? I mean, like once you actually get into the topics of it, like it's if you can break down the barriers of like hey, this is going to be awkward and we're going to fight or argue over it, it really does become a fun, interesting mm-hmm. conversation that we had, and we had a very long <laughs> conversations like that. What was our longest one? I don't even remember. Like three and a half hours. Oh man, I'm sure, I'm sure I was holding Caleb. I'm sure she was mad at me a couple of those nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, she might have been. Yeah, we had some long ones. Maybe even like, yeah, three hours at Twisted B and just going back and forth. I have these questions right here. It, uh, Jacob actually sent me, in the thralls of his uh, his uh, skepticism, he sent me 20 questions. You remember what you titled it? Um, hold on. <laughs> Jacob's Bonehead Atheist Questions. That's right. Jacob's Boneheaded Atheist Questions. And you went right down the line. It's really interesting, actually, because you get, you get like the the obvious like hey these are your stereotypical you know how can god how can a good god exist if you know there's evil in the world or something like mm-hmm. that and then there's you know uh you know well what are the right you know denominations is there a certain right denomination that you should you know follow uh do you have to go to church every sunday or is this like a volunteer thing you know so you have those like practical aspects mm-hmm. and then even like trivial like well, what about animals? You know, what about animal, uh, the death of animals? Like, can you kill animals? Can you eat animals? Can you, you know, then it gets down to even like the the really, the petty stuff, you know, like can you, well then can you eat lettuce? Because that's a plant and that's living, you know, and stuff like that. I do think that that goes to show though, that this is, that the questions going on in in people who are struggling with like Christianity, whether they should believe it or not, it's not as simple as, mm-hmm. well, if I can just show you that evil can exist along with a good God, then they're in it, you know, because it took you so much longer to, uh, to figure those things out. So I guess here's a question for you to answer. What were some of the big hurdles that you had to uh, jump over or get, get through um, before you started to take Christianity serious? Um, for me, it's definitely the supernatural like aspect. Um, I feel like that's a, something a lot of people in today's generation struggle with. Um, the fact, like, obviously, in the back of your mind, you're like, if God exists, and of course anything's possible, yeah. but you don't really want to accept that, like, oh, you know, um, the Holy Spirit or um, Jesus' miracles back in the day or him rising from the dead. You don't really want to, like, like, tell your brain, like, yeah, this this actually happened, because in the back of your head, um, you're thinking, you know, this is crazy, you know, like, there's no way this could happen. So I think that was, like, the biggest hurdle for me, was, like, that supernatural aspect. Um, like I said, I grew up believing, like, oh, yeah, there's a God, and these figures like Jesus and Muhammad, you know, they're really important figures, and there's, they're valuable, but they can't be, like, you know, like, I guess in Jesus' case, they can't actually be the Messiah or the yeah. Son of God and, you know, rise from the dead. Um, so what kind of started to get you to be, because you were never, I mean, you're such a nice guy. Like, that's one thing about you, that you're such a, <laughs> it's a good classic Christian answer. But you are, like, he's such a nice guy that I think you even said, it took him like five or six months into our conversation. We met for a solid over a year before you actually got saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like six months into it. He's like, you know what, John, for the past six months, I, I really did not give any credit to what you're saying. And then like, I'm just now starting to actually think that this might be possible. And I'm like, the heck was I doing for the past <laughs> six months, you know? So what was it? What was that 
what were the things that started to soften you up towards mm-hmm. believing that something supernatural could be possible? Well, I hear this in the church all the time, but hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. So in the moment, like I, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Obviously, we can't even begin to guess what God's plan is. Um, but you know, the fact that you like randomly showed up in my life and we started meeting and having these conversations, grew this relationship. That was kind of you know a coincidence, you could yeah. say. And then um, the, what really kind of hit at home. Um, I had a, like, kind of a, I had a relationship in early, like, March, um, April-ish, and, um, for those who don't know, that's kind of my, like, false idol, I guess, the thing that I, like, prioritized over, you know, God himself. Yeah. It's like, you know, this is what's going to bring me full satisfaction, yeah. full fulfillment. I feel like a lot of guys, you know, our age fall in that trap. It's like, once I get a girlfriend, then I'll be yeah. happy, but logically, you know, that's not the case, but, like, yeah. In your heart, it's like, no, this, this has to be true. So that's kind of the, um, you know, the pit that I fell in. And um, I, you know, hadn't really had many opportunities in my life. And I finally had this um, relationship and I mm-hmm. thought it was going to work out. And, you know, it didn't. Um, and I'm obviously I'm glad it didn't because it's what kind of led me to Christ. But it really is what, you know, hit, made me hit rock bottom. Yeah. And um, I hear a lot of other guys' stories and, you know, they go through way harder stuff than I've ever had to go through. But this is what it took for me to, you know, really hit rock bottom. And, and then I was like, if there's a God, then, you know, he's the only thing that can get me out of this hole that I've dug myself. And then, then I turned back and I was like, well, there's this guy named John and we've been having these spiritual conversations for the past almost year. You know, maybe, you know, the timing of this isn't random. Maybe I, I should take it more seriously. And I think over the course of last summer, 2020, I began to take it seriously and then, you know, all the things that you said to me like the last six months that just didn't go through that in my head were just starting to click. And it was really weird, um, but I was starting to understand. It was starting to make sense, and I was starting to believe. And um, towards, uh, the like, September-ish, yeah. like August, you know, I had another opportunity with this other girl. When, you know, sound like a broken record here, <laughs> but uh, that one didn't work out either. And I was like, I was at a crossroads. Yeah. I was like, you know, is this is either, you know, um, I'm either going to let this break me like the last one, yeah. or I'm gonna just put all my trust in God and know that He has a plan for me. Because ultimately, what was like the straw that broke the camel's back was just the knowledge that I can't be in control of my life because mm. otherwise I'm screwed. Like I'll just mess it up. But you know, if if God's real and if He's really looking out for me. And he's got a plan for me, you know, that just brought great comfort to me. Yeah. And that's like the next day I, I verbally professed my faith in Christ. I think it was September 5th. Wow. Um, but yeah, and since then I've been more confident ever since. I think I think all of us can can look back, hindsight being 2020, and seeing that these are God puts so many providential encounters in our life to bring us exactly where we need to be. And of course, we don't appreciate it in the moment, but he's just so, God's so wise in that way that it's interesting as you're kind of describing, what you're describing is your desire or your your chase towards satisfaction, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that was yeah. what you're trying to find satisfaction in something. You're trying to find satisfaction in whatever, whether it's friends or girlfriends or something like that. Um, it reminds me of a, a Tim Keller quote that like, just rocked me about a year ago when he was kind of describing witnessing to skeptics or whatnot. And he said, um, you have to show them, you have to not get them because you can't get somebody to do anything. It's, it's God who has the Holy Spirit who has to draw them. 
but you have to show them that they should want Christianity to be true mm -hmm. before they can see how Christianity is true. So what what that means is when you look at when you look at talking to someone who's you know having these skeptical questions, it's easy to go. Well, for some people, it's easy to just give you really good reasons. Hey, I'm going to show you how the Bible's reliable. I'm going to show you how God exists through all these arguments. I'm going to, uh, you know, whatever it is, go down all these apologetic arguments. When you haven't even hit like their desires, like, mm -hmm. hey, God can actually like Christianity and God's the only way that can actually give you your deepest desires. Uh, he's the only way that can actually give you true identity. Uh, he's the only one where you can actually find true freedom mm -hmm. in, in, its, in its truest sense in that way. And I think that's really what was your last straw. Once you kind of broke down that, because how we kind of did it is I did it backwards, probably the wrong way to just like, we had all these really good long conversations of like, hey man, I'm telling you, Christianity is reasonable. And you're like, yeah, and you're the ultra, ultra skeptic, you know, where you're like, yeah, sure. I mean, it's <laughs> plausible, but so are other things. Other things are plausible and it could not be true at the same time. And then, and then once you got to the point where it became something that you desired to be true, mm -hmm. where you looked at this and you went, if there really is a God, who no matter my circumstances, whether I am single and never married without a child for the rest of my life, or happily married or in a in a marriage relationship with kids, that woman just in this circumstance, it could be anything, it could be a job. Uh, this job uh, will let me down in the future. Mm -hmm. It it will doesn't matter how successful I am, I will find it empty because. I always like to say, uh, when you look to fading means for satisfaction, your satisfaction will fade along with it. So in order to find a satisfaction that will never fade, you must look to an unfading source. And the only unfading source in existence is God, mm -hmm. right? And so when you start to see that, then it becomes more clear in that sense. And so then I think your, your desires towards Christianity started to say, I, I kind of want this to be true. And now... I'm seeing the evidence that I've already heard and everything's starting to click and everything's starting to fall in place. Yeah, that definitely, I mean, you just hit it on the head right there for me. Like I started to see just how empty all these idols were and that they, at the end of the day, were hollow and you might get a high off of it for maybe a couple of years, yeah. but you know, it's not going to give you that full satisfaction and fulfillment, uh, you know, that, that faith in, in God would. And, and mm -hmm. I would say right before I like committed myself to Jesus, I, wanted it to be true. I, I didn't even know if I believed it. Um, even when I like got on my knees and like said, I, I, you know, I submit myself to Christ. I didn't even know if I believed it then, but I was almost too scared to like fake it beforehand. Mm. So I knew that there was something, something genuine about it. Um, but yeah, I wanted it to be true for sure. Yeah. And then the, the emotions that I felt when I submitted, I think I told you this, like we were on the phone, like right afterwards mm -hmm. and you were like, man, you sound kind of melancholy. But the emotions I felt like right after weren't like I didn't like start weeping. I didn't feel this great like joy or anything. It was just like the first emotion I had was buyer's remorse. I was like, <laughs> what did I just get myself into? You know, it was like, you know, when you buy a new car and you take it home. Yeah. And then uh, you realize I can't pay for this. You yeah. know, and that's kind of what I felt is like there's no going back. Yeah. And the second emotion was worry. It was like, man, I really hope that I'm genuine about this because I don't want to let my friends down. I don't want to let you down. I don't want to let Colt down get you guys all excited and then like six months later I was like all right guys peace this wasn't real yeah um but obviously the longer that you know I've 
gone since then. I'm becoming more confident, you know, that it was a genuine, you know, real submission yeah. to Jesus. Yeah, it's interesting uh, because from an outsider's perspective, when you're when you're uh, witnessing to unbelievers and you see one get saved, your natural reaction, your first reaction is to rejoice. And we always say, or at least I like to say, uh, I don't, I don't doubt, especially if I know the person. If I know the person and they and they profess to have gotten saved, I don't doubt them until they give me reason to doubt their salvation. I say the opposite for people I don't know. I say I, you know, if they're if I don't know them and they're claiming, I tend to doubt their salvation until they give me reason to believe it. But since I knew you, I do the opposite and I say. Praise the Lord, Jacob gets saved. It kind of sounds like you're doing the same thing in a sense where you're going, I, you're waiting for that. You're kind of waiting for that evidence of new life to, mm -hmm. to happen. And I've personally, now I could say, but I would like you to explain how you've seen your life change. I have seen your life change in many ways, but how have you seen your life change? Well, I have two categories for this. So also, if you don't know me, I overthink everything. So I always have lists in my head, but I got two categories for this. The first is one that a skeptic could maybe explain away. Um, told, so, for example, things started to make sense to me, whereas before it just wasn't clicking. You know, you could maybe make an argument. It's like, oh, he's just been in there enough time. It's starting to make sense. Um, maybe my perspectives and attitudes are changing. Um, I was wanting to, you know, be around Christian friends more than my non-Christian friends. You can make, like, rational arguments against that. For me, and we've had this conversation a couple of times, for me, the thing that grounds me the most, right, when, because I do have, like, skepticisms and sometimes doubts, you know, do fill me, and I'm ashamed to say that, but um, the thing that keeps me from, like, jumping ship totally is um, I've had some really bad habits that I just could not, like, get a control over, and they were really consuming my life um, and really leading me down bad places. And um, with the, in, literally in the same week that I professed my faith, um, these habits, like the temptations to indulge in these habits, just seemed to vanish. Mm. And um, and I mean, I would, was trying for years, to, you know, to to nix some of these. And um, I think the timing is just speaks for itself. Like <laughs> I just can't write this off. And um, that's something that I I want to rationally explain. But I just can't, and um, I think the only explanation is either A, there's a glitch in the matrix, <laughs> B, I'm in a coma and I'm imagining you guys, and C, um, it's, it's real and the gospel is real, and that's yeah. kind of where, what I believe. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think every genuine Christian can look at their life and say, uh, and that, I always say, you know, your best evidence for God's existence is your own personal change life. And I know I told you that when we were having these conversations and saying, look, I can give you all of these evidences for God, but the only real proof I have, because if you're into apologetics or even, you know, philosophy or anything, you know that you can't give definitive proof for just about anything except for your own personal experiences. So I, and we've had those conversations many times. And so I go, dude, the only thing I can genuinely prove and how I know it's true is because my life is genuinely changed. Like I am a different person. Mm -hmm. and, I, and that's, you're starting to see that in a sense where you have a desire to read God's word. You, know, you have a desire to say no to sin. Like those desires were not in you before. And now speaking for me, that the same thing is true for me. Like I genuinely was just a, an angry, jealous person and God just continuing to work over me. And, and I look back on that and go, hindsight being 2020, that is such a great anchor to hold on to, to mm -hmm. say, 
Well, Second Corinthians uh, fifteen uh, or Second Corinthians five seventeen. I'm a new creation. What what else can I say? I, I was dead in my sins, and now I'm alive to Christ, and I, I just look different. Um, and I, I've seen that in you as well. So that's 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 really good that you see it in you, and obviously when other people see it in you as well, those are things that you can really hold on to as as a really good anchor. Now you don't want to hold specifically on to uh, experiences. You know, you mm-hmm. want to hold on to the true anchor of the word saying, "Hey, God said." If I trust in Christ as my Lord and Savior and putting my trust in what his sacrifice on the cross meant as, you know, taking on, absorbing the punishment of sin and then offering me his gift of perfection to coat me over, even in those times, because we've talked about this as well, even in those times, if you, you know, if you fall back into sin, uh, if you have those doubts, it's not like, well, there you go. There goes my faith. It's no, no, hold on. I know right now I am a human. I'm an emotional being. That's how God's created me. Mm-hmm. And so there will be times where I don't feel, you know, these, these emotions or these draws towards God. Yet I know that my trust, my, my, my belief, my faith is in what I know to be true, which is Christ crucified for my sins. And that's where my anchor's in. Uh, and then that's what you can really hold on to as a true anchor. You yeah, agree? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, let me give you one last question, and then I think we can wrap up. Uh, well, maybe two questions. How, many, how much time are we got? We got, uh, we got a couple minutes. Okay. Uh, let me ask you this question. What advice would you give someone who is struggling with these questions, with these eternal God-like questions? That's a loaded question. <laughs> what advice would I give? Advice. Um, just stay steadfast, you know? I mean, if you... Like you said, if you have a desire for it to be true, even if you don't believe in the moment, it's like, I don't know. I have too many doubts. Because that's where I was. I was like, I just have too many doubts. I cannot submit. I remember back in like July, um, after the derecho, me and you had kind of met up. And I was like, you know, I kind of want to, but I just I just, I just, cannot force myself to believe. I just can't like flip a switch. Mm. And I feel like a lot of people might be in that um, situation. And my advice would just keep persevering. Um, my Everyone's got their own favorite verse. My favorite verse is a uh, James 4 8 it says desire God and or God God desires those who desire him mm-hmm. so I would just say keep desiring it to be true keep desiring God um, keep pursuing um, even if you don't really see fruit right away just you know if just trust that eventually it will click and I feel like everyone who I think this is scripturally true too but everyone who calls out to the Lord or seeks the truth mm-hmm. they will find it you know yeah. There's a there's a psalm that says God is the eyes of God are searching to go to and fro from the whole earth to see if there's anyone who is seeking Him, right? And so, yeah, and I can't help but think that there there are so many people. And you don't even you were just upstairs, and you just met Abe Miller, right? Yes. And you just met Lisa Johnson on Sunday, right? Yes. They've been praying for you for a year. <laughs> So for like a year and a half, they've known who Jacob Smuck is, and they've been praying for Jacob. And so that has to, and I know that is, we're going to get to eternity someday. You're going to get to eternity someday, and I'm sure God's going to flip the book open and go, Mm -hmm. dude, you have so many people to go back to and be like, oh, thank God for praying for me and and just pleading with the Lord. And I mean, obviously, 
you know, we there's a lot of people who love you. Colton, you know, Colton, Todd Morris, like these guys who just who just love you and just were constantly praying for you. And then just obviously to see you get saved is uh, truly an amazing thing. You're a Christian now, right? I am. You are a Christian. Do you have any more doubts? Trick um, question. I still like have those natural like emotions and like um, you know skepticisms. Like oh, like I'm reading, reading through Leviticus now, yeah. And some of those rules and the Old Testament laws. It's it's just what it's like a skeptic's dream, right? Yeah. Um, so it is. <laughs> Leviticus is a skeptic's dream. Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so when I'm reading through that, it definitely is like, man, like, is this real? And like, you know, am I am I actually do I actually believe this? Yeah. But like I said, you know, I mean, I logically it makes sense like the gospel makes sense my life now like i wouldn't want to go back you know sometimes i'll think oh do i really want this for me and then i was like yeah i do actually mm-hmm. and then your experiences kind of like you said anger you um so yeah i do still have you yeah. know doubts and i probably will to some extent for the rest of my life but doubts and and god and then jesus and then the word i don't i don't think i do yeah, you passed my trick question. I was hoping you wouldn't give me the cookie cutter. No, all my doubts are gone, and I'm perfectly <laughs> you fine. You know me too well for that. <laughs> I know you too well. That's, I mean, because that's a good lesson. Just, just because you are a Christian doesn't mean that you shouldn't ask questions, right? I mean, we should be sure in the things that we should be sure in, you know, who Christ is and what he's done for us and who we are and who God is. Um, but everything else, I mean, it's it's okay to to question and have doubts and then try and search out those things you want answers mm-hmm. you know you've been you've been searching through you know catholicism and whatnot and what why why not worship there than worship here you know those are good questions i think that the the couple generations before us you know they they didn't tend towards asking those questions it was more hey zip it you know blind faith don't ask those questions i think it's healthy to ask those questions mm-hmm. and you should ask those questions so for sure Either way, that wraps up our podcast for today. Thank you for joining us and have a good day. See you.